Rahos. Further bad weather is forecast throughout Sunday, which could cause further disruption to train services. Customers are advised to check journey details before travelling. Arriva Trains Wales did suspend services between Carmarthen and Pembroke Dock, Carmarthen to Milford Haven and Carmarthen to Fishguard Harbour due to a tree on the line. The line is now open. There were more than 80 flood-related calls to the fire services across Wales, with the South Wales Valleys most affected. The Duke of Gloucester will be in the county on Thursday, October the 4th to commemorate the centenary of an incident during the First World War that has created a link with Angle and Japan. The Duke will attend an unveiling of a Japanese war memorial in the village. The Duke is set to carry out the official unveiling of the memorial, which is at a currently unmarked Japanese war grave in Angle Churchyard. During the First World War on October the 4th, 1918, a 7,700-ton merchant ship, Hirano Maru, was torpedoed by a German U-boat 200 miles south of Ireland. Of the 320 people on board, only 28 survived. Several of the bodies of those drowned were eventually washed ashore at Angle and buried in the village churchyard. Funds for a granite obelisk have been raised locally under the auspices of the West Wales Maritime Heritage Society and by a donation from the NYK shipping line, owners of the Hirano Maru. Representatives from the company will be at the ceremony along with staff from the Japanese Embassy in London as they commemorate one incident of the war that has created a connection between Pembrokeshire and Japan. The memorial has been made locally by a father and son team of stonemasons from Milford Haven. The Duke will also be visiting Angle Lifeboat Station, which is celebrating its 150th anniversary year, and Chapel Bay Fort and Museum at the western edge of the village. The Coast Artillery Fort a scheduled ancient monument, was completed in 1891 and is the earliest known fort in the world constructed principally of mass concrete. The Duke will also officially open the Paul Sartori House in Winch Lane, Haverford West. The building is the headquarters of the Paul Sartori Foundation, which provides Pembrokeshire's only hospice at home service. The 20th Narbeth Food Festival is taking place over this weekend with a full timetable of events in the festival marquee and around the town all day, Saturday and Sunday. Not only is Narbeth Food Festival one of the longest established food festivals in Wales, it's also known as the friendliest and is being headlined this year by celebrity Welsh chef Bryn Williams and a selection of food creatives who will be cooking throughout the event. With live music, entertainment, workshops, masterclasses and children's activities and lots of food, glorious food, on over 50 stalls, people heading for the festival will have fun and food available to enjoy whatever the weather. Entry tickets £4 on Saturday, £3 Sunday or £5 for a weekend pass. Check out the Narbeth Food Festival page on Facebook for full details of the music and food lineup. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Babe, don't make a sound. Two AM love, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around for a signal now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You wanna ride in the six? 
You wanna down in the six But when I lean for the kiss You said I'll probably send you some pics And I'm like, hell nah Been waiting too long Hell nah I want that cruel love Hell nah Been waiting too long Hell nah I want that cruel love Body on my Losing all my innocence Yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence Yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence Yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence Yeah, body on my Send you some pics And I'm like Hell no Been waiting too long Hell no I want that cruel love Hell no Been waiting too long Hell no I want that cruel love Body on my Losing all my innocence Yeah, body on my Climbing on my innocence Yeah, body on my Sunday morning and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country show from Pure West Radio with me, Sarah Miller. And I don't know about you, but I can't believe another week has flown by already. And boy, what a blustery, windy one it's been. Now, we've got lots on the show for you again this week. And uh, first off, we're going to be hearing from the FUW because they are calling for the Welsh Badger Cull to be reinstated. And if you remember, we were talking about the English Badger Cull last week and uh, I did predict that something might uh, swiftly follow on from here in Wales. We're also going to be looking at some pioneering slurry systems that have been developed here in Wales to uh, obviously help reduce that problem. African swine fever is moving closer to the country. And the volumes of food and drink we import are staggering, and we'll dig a little bit deeper and take a look at some of those numbers. Plus, I'll bring you all the usuals. We'll have the market prices this week coming from Cardigan, and we'll have a roundup of what's on, and we'll have a little look to see what the weather has in store for us uh, in the next seven days. So stay tuned, stay tuned online, stay tuned on your app. You're listening to your Pure West Farming Show with me, Sarah Miller. And when you rise in the morning sun,
It's Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. Now I'm waiting on you I need some time to get it right Your love's gonna 
Welcome back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now, we discussed at length last week uh, the impact on, and the results of the English uh, badger cull. Now, not surprisingly, new figures demonstrating the positive impact of the badger culling on bovine tea levels in the high-risk area of England have prompted the Farmers Union of Wales to call for previous Welsh Government plan to cull badgers to tackle the disease to be reinstated. Now this follows the recent publication of data by DEFRA which demonstrates that the completion of the four-year badger culls in both Somerset and Gloucestershire have reduced the number of new TB outbreaks by around half. Now the English Badger Cull Programme forms part of a strategy for achieving officially bovine TB-free status for England by 2038 and the positive results have prompted DEFRA to roll out the cull in the remaining high-risk areas of England. Now, Ian Lloyd, FUW Animal Health and Welfare Committee Chairman, said these findings are unsurprising and support the FUW's interpretation of the results of the randomised badger culling trials. Previous modelling by the FUW showed that herd incidences could be reduced by 30% in a five-year cull and a further 33% in the following three years post-culling. Now, the FUW believes that the results demonstrate the need to reinstate the Proactive Inte- um, Intensive Action Area, the IAA, uh, Badger Cull Programme, which was abolished and replaced with a Badger Vaccination Programme under then the Environment Minister, John Griffiths. Now, the FUW's stance on badger culling has been supported by the European Commission's BTB subgroup, comprising of veterinary experts from across the EU. Indeed, the 2012 report from this group stated that there was no scientific evidence to demonstrate that badger vaccination will reduce the incidence of TB in cattle. The report went on to state that there was considerable evidence to support the removal of badgers in order to improve the TB status of both badgers and cattle. The conclusions of this report and the ongoing failure of the Welsh Government to tackle the wildlife reservoir of disease confirm that Wales' TB eradication programme has lost impetus. In contrast to England, farmers in Wales have just seen five badgers culled since the start of the refreshed TB eradication programme almost a year ago. And I think twice as many of that have been hit on the roads, haven't they? Now, the costs of this meagre cull programme have been exorbitant and it is now time for the Welsh TB programme to place the same emphasis on dealing with wildlife as it does cattle. In light of the English results and the fact that Welsh Government effectively has a plan on the shelf, which is in many ways ready to go, it's now time to reinstate the original plan for the IAA in order to accelerate the Welsh bovine TB programme. Under the refreshed TB programme, cattle keepers in Wales have adhered to numerous costly and burdensome cattle controls and restrictions. FUW members had a reasonable expectation that the same programme would make significant inroads in dealing with the badgers. That expectation has not yet been met. More than 10,000 cattle were culled due to bovine TB in Wales in 2017, representing a 2.3% increase on the previous year. The Welsh cattle industry has simply had enough and the FUW is now calling on the Welsh Government to probably recognise the impact of this insidious disease on farming families in Wales. And that was comments from Mr Ian Lloyd. So let's see, because we've always said, obviously this is a very, very emotive subject. Anything to do with culling any wildlife is very emotive. But clearly something needs to be done. So we'll see if it is. Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. We have 30 talented local presenters and over 28 shows appealing to a huge audience in the county. If it's happening in Pembrokeshire, it's on Pure West Radio. 
We have on average 2,500 listens every day and 17,000 each week. We have many exciting opportunities for your business, event or organization. Your message can be heard by all of our listeners and prices start from as little as £15. Contact us today for a free quote. Call 01437 764455 or email info at purewestradio.com. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen, home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. The Bush Inn is a family-run business, and we guarantee a service with a smile. So be sure to pop in and say hello. It's steak night every Saturday, and with a carvery every Wednesday and Sunday, booking is essential for the Sunday sitting. Call 01834 860 778 or visit com. Family and food is what we do. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen. Have a Hub proudly presents Have a Beer Fest, August Bank Holiday Weekend. We have an enormous selection of local ales and craft ciders, and not forgetting Cheryl's Prosecco Bar, darlings. There's a great live music lineup, and fun for all the family is guaranteed with giant games, soft play, and arts and crafts. There's delicious local street food served all day from Moby Dicks, Marcellos, and Torthy Tear. Also, an exhibition of giant paintings from Breaking Out of the Gallery. So set your diaries, Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th of August, noon till 1am, at Haverhub, 12 Key Street, Haverford West. Entry, just £5. Under fives go free. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Still
You're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show this morning, and uh, you're with me, Sarah Miller. Now, we're going to talk about an event that uh, happened at the end of August, and we did uh, touch on the subject um, when we announced it in our Watsons, and it's about new technology shown to extract 90% of water from slurry, and this has got the potential to save thousands. Now, a dairy farm with a 500-cow herd could potentially make savings of nearly £50,000 a year and reduce its risk of polluting watercourses by removing the water from slurry and purifying it. And this was the Welsh Farm trial that was held at Colag Sugar Gethliai Farm. It was a Farming Connect innovation site and it's trialling technology that dewaters and purifies, purifies slurry. Uh, and there was a £1.1 million pr- uh, project funded by the Welsh Government through the Rural Development Programme. Now, the treatment plant at the college, at the Gethliai campus, is in its first week of operation and farmers have had the opportunity to see how it works and the potential benefits of introducing the t- technology in their own systems. More than 250 farmers from across the UK uh, attended the Farming Connect Open Day. Now, the equipment at Gethliai is processing 35 tonnes of slurry daily and is already exceeding expectation. The company behind the technology, Swansea-based Power and Watt, had anticipated extracting 80% of the liquid from the slurry, but is achieving 90%. Now, the purification process needs further work. The filtered water is not yet clean enough for discharge into local watercourses or to reuse on the farm, but this is in, within reach, says uh, Gareth Morgan, Power and Water's Chief Executive Officer. Now, he says, we're refining the processes as we go along. The treated water does need analysis before being discharged, and we are working with Natural Resources Wales to define discharge quality parameters. The system works by pumping slurry in its original form from the cubicle housing into a separator. The solid material, a tenth of its original volume, because the water has been extracted, drops into the storage area below the separator. Once the holding area is full, this stackable material is scooped up and stored in a covered yard, ready for spreading. The filtered liquid, which is around 4-5% of dry matter, once it has been through the separator, passes to another part of the plant where a patented system of oxidation breaks down the ammonia to nitrogen and hydrogen and removes those remaining solids which are rooted back to front end of the treatment process for adding to the compressed slurry beneath the separator. I hope you're following with all this technology. Now there are two separation systems being trialled. One uses centrifugal force to remove the solids, and the other, a screw-pressed filter, forces slurry through a mesh screen. Uh, Mr Morgan says the centrifuge system is more energy-intensive but produces more solids, while the screw-press is considerable less capital outlay, outlay, but there is less separation. We will establish which produces the optimum results, he explains. The project calculates substantial savings from this approach at Gethliai with its 500 cow herd and it could mean annual savings of £16,908 on bagged fertiliser due to the highest nutrient content of the compressed slurry and better use being made of these nutrients. And the project will also seek to confirm these estimates and assess the nutrient value of the dehydrated slurry when applied to the land. Reusing the water and reducing spreading and diesel costs would result in a further cost savings of 32,296. These are very good, precise savings. Now, John Owen, who's the farm manager at Gethliai, who is managing the project, says the farming industry is very aware of issues associated with on-farm nutrient management. He says, as an industry, we're taking the lead, adopting new technology that has been used in other sectors to make better use of the nutrients we produce. It's new technology, so the next two years will be all about evaluating it. The system, Mr Owen says, uh, needs to be appropriate to all farms, whatever their scale. It's not just about the big boys, it has to be suitable for everyone. If it wasn't, it wouldn't make much of a difference to overall water quality. 
Slurry is a nutrient for grass but a pollutant in rivers and lakes, so reducing its volume while producing a good quality fertiliser will minimise the risks associated with nutrient storage and management on Welsh farms. And this is from Dowie Hughes, the Technical Development Manager at Farming Connect. So it's all looking very, very good for this system and uh, we'll follow this story as, you know, obviously there's more trials to be done and uh, we'll see how it progresses and how it meets its own uh, water quality parameters. I'm not saying it was your fault Although you could have done more Oh, you're so naive, yes, so How could this be done With such a smiling sweetheart It may be, or oh, she's still out to get me. And I know she knows that I'm not fond of asking. True or false, Radio.com. 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Drums, please. 
a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime Summertime. Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Right now while you're sitting on my chest 
far from the uh, headlines and uh, I've got some information about another one that appears to be heading our way. Now there's been uh, the NPA has issued a statement in, t- in response to news that the African swine fever has been confirmed in four wild boar in Belgium. Now the NPA chief executive Zoe Davis says we're very concerned as this was a big jump geographically for the virus. <clears throat> it brings African swine fever closer to the UK and highlights how the virus can be moved long distances to reach new pig populations. Uh, She says, we are doing everything we can to ensure the virus does not reach the UK pig herd and our approach is three-pronged. Now, the first messaging to all pig keepers is to ensure that they are doing all they can to keep the disease out. For example, biosecurity on farm, being aware of any visitors that might have been to infected areas and, of course, reinforcing the message about not feeding food waste or any pork products to pigs. We are also urging producers to be prepared for the worst and think about contingency planning. If the virus does make it here, which will result in movement bans and other restrictions. 
Now she says, we're working with DEFRA APHA to increase messaging to public about not feeding feral outdoor pigs or leaving rubbish anywhere near where they may also be active and also warning people coming to the UK from elsewhere about the risks of bringing in meat products and safe and proper handling. Thirdly, we are continuing to put pressure on DEFRA and APHA to manage the risks better and work with the UK Border Force to, to increase messaging at entry points to the UK, mainly ports and airports. Our focus is on making sure we do absolutely everything we can to keep the virus out. The consequences of uh, African swine fever reaching our pig herd are enormous, but it will only take one mistake to let it in. We also want to ensure that we are fully prepared so we will be ready should the worst scenario happen. And the NPA website will be regularly updated as new information and advice emerges. So obviously if you, you're keeping pigs and it doesn't matter if it's a small herd or a large herd, uh, follow those instructions and say switch on to the NPA uh, website for updates, news and information. Miss independent, miss self-sufficient, miss keep your distance, mm. miss unafraid. Miss out my way Miss don't let a man interfere No Miss on her own Miss almost grown Miss never let a man help her off her own So I keep it on her protected She never ever feel rejected a Little misapprehensive I said ooh she fell in love what is the feeling taking over?
Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Pure West Radio. to your farm and country show on Pure West Radio with me, Sarah Miller. And you're either listening on your computer or you've downloaded the app, you trendy things. Now, I've got some staggering figures here from British Food and Drink, and it's, it's the volume of food we have imported. 
and uh, it's, it's the first six months of this year. Now, the import data for the first six months of 2018 was uh, collected from HM Revenue and Customs and broken down into some countries and categories. Now, figures reveal that the UK continues to rely on imports for a significant amount of food products. Now, in the first half of 2018 alone, HM Revenue and Customs has reported that the UK imported £23 billion worth of consumable food and drink products from overseas. Now, here's a little breakdown of where sort of the, these are the biggest single items. Now, from Ireland, we've been importing beef, and that was over £425 million. From France, we import wine. I don't have an issue with this whatsoever. We just carry on importing wine because we actually can't produce that much in this country. But that was uh, only £321 million worth of wine. Uh, pork, we've just been talking about pork and how we have to be careful so we don't get the African swine fever here. That comes from Denmark, and that's in excess of £171 million. And believe it or not, potatoes, potatoes from the Netherlands, I mean, I thought we could grow potatoes, 155000 And potatoes, again, from Belgium, uh, 150, sorry, 155000 155 million. And then potatoes from Belgium, 115 million. So that's uh, what's uh, 200, over £270 million worth of potatoes we import. Now, with over 5, um, 5.4 billion worth of fruit and veg uh, exported to the UK from countries all over the world, almost a fifth, 19% of British fruit and vegetable imports are said to come from Spain, which doesn't surprise me because I've been over there and I've seen it and they were set up to supply British supermarkets. Meanwhile, 11% are imported from the Netherlands and 5% comes from South Africa. Now, looking at the cheese sector, Ireland dominated over other countries exporting produce to the UK, beating the likes of France, Italy and Cyprus, which are more typically associated with cheese. And some other strange statistics emerged from our cheese-based research, including that we import a hundred, over £143 million worth of cheddar cheese. It doesn't have to be made in Cheddar, England, and that comes from abroad. A total of hundred. Uh, sorry, a total of £1,817 million worth of cheese that came into the UK in the first half of 2018 uh, reveals that £196 million, or 24% of it, was Irish. Now, the biggest single product imports from countries on the continent showed Ireland coming out top, with obviously the beef imports totalling £425 million. Focusing on the Central American and Caribbean regions, the most common import location from both the mainland and the islands was Costa Rica, with bananas and plantains coming into the UK, totalling 50 million. But again, we can't grow bananas and plantains. Now, the UK does not import any food or drinks from Niger, Chad, the Central African Republic or Eritrea, or pointless answers on pointless, I'll have you know. However, the rest of Af Africa is a large provider of daily stables such as fruit and chocolate. Meat is also heavily imported. The primary exporters of chicken to the UK, of which Britain uh, received £392 million worth, were the Netherlands with 43%, Poland with 17% and Ireland with 10%. But Spain ended up on top with the data suggesting it is the biggest exporter of food and drink to the UK out of anywhere in the world with a total import value of over a billion pounds in six months. Now, isn't that concerning coming up to Brexit? A billion pounds worth of our food comes from Spain. I think we better start chatting up the Spanish or we might all be going hungry. Dave Pearce, dance anthems. Hi, this is Dave Pearce. Make sure you join me this weekend for dance anthems. Get your anthem on. Hashtag Dave Pearce anthems. Dave Pearce dance anthems in association with Eddie Rocks. West Wales' number one nightclub open seven days a week from 12pm with UK Pool and Nine Ball Pool. Club nights are Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. 
Check out the latest events and book tickets online at www.eddies.co or call the nightclub on 01437 779595. VIP reservations are also available. Eddie Rocks, West Wales' number one nightclub. Have you lost your cat? Uh-oh, steady kitty. Has your neighbour's much-loved dog gone missing? Uh-oh, oh no. <laughs> well, don't worry, we're here to help. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio features lost and found animals across Pembrokeshire every week at 9.30am and 5.30pm. If you have an animal to get featured, email the details to studio at purewestradio.com. <laughs> okay. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, see the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. Fix 
Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Further bad weather is forecast throughout Sunday, which could cause further disruption to train 